right, we are back with another episode, and joining me today, I've got Alicia Eichel. How's it going? It's going awesome. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I see you got a little cash man with you. Cash man. He's like half asleep. I hold him up. I say hi. Look at that face. He's like (laughs) going on right now. He's so cute. He is tired from playing with all the family dogs yesterday, and uh, they're all big dogs, so he got... He was running hard. Tuckered him out. Oh, yeah. He's like sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes are closing. Oh, that's too. Yeah. He's just sitting here. <laughs> that is awesome. Look at him. Yeah, <laughs> going. Oh, Mr. Cash. Too cute. Yeah. All right, Alicia. Um, so for starters, for those watching who may not know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of where you come from. Okay. So. I am a country singer songwriter. I was born and raised in Kelowna, BC, and I uh, moved to Alberta for college, took the music program out here in Red Deer, and I loved Alberta, so I stayed. And uh, it's just really become home for me. Um, I love the country life. Um, it was cool in Kelowna because we lived like right by horse pasture, and um, you know, so I still kind of got the country life out there, but uh, country was not cool growing up. And I definitely was kind of the odd one out in school, um, you know, singing country and, and being into country. And so I love Alberta. I've been out here for quite a while. My whole family moved out here. My older siblings were out here before me. And then my parents followed us out and um, been making a go at music out here and making trips down to Nashville and then I was living in Nashville for um, for nine months just before the pandemic. Um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been quite a fun adventure. How long did you live in Nashville for again? For nine months. Nine months. Yeah, but I've been going down for quite a few years, um, like two to three times a year, recording. I have a producer I work with down there, Daniel Dennis, and uh, writing and doing shows and. Um, networking. And then when the opportunity opened up to move, I just, I took it because I, um, I'd always wanted to live down there. It's always been my dream. And it's funny when I came back in the pandemic, I left half my stuff because I was living with friends and, you know, we all thought, Oh, you're just going home for a few months and get another work visa and come back. And um, as everything went with the pandemic, I, I haven't been back. (laughs) So I'm going back this summer, I think on a trip, I'll get back down there, but uh, it's just been, you know, so complicated with everything. And I've also been having a lot of opportunity up here and making the most of it up here. And I do love our summers. Absolutely, We have the best summers up here. We do, but then it's too short, too short, way too short. short. You got to enjoy it while it's here. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, I say this almost in every interview because I deal with so many people from Nashville or going to Nashville, but I've never been. Oh, you got to go. I know. Everyone keeps telling me this. Um, You know, I see that there's like a swoop flight out there now. So it's uh, cheap to get there. And I I might have to make the, the trip this summer sometime. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. I mean... Obviously, the music is incredible. The food is unreal. I mean, so many restaurants, they do barbecue, right? Like, <laughs> Southern food is truly the best. Living there, I got to experience a lot of a lot of cool places because you learn, you know, all the local places and stuff. And uh, 
And then the surrounding areas of Nashville. I actually lived um, like 20 minutes south of Nashville in Brentwood. And uh, so it's kind of like a, like a suburb of Nashville. And uh, there's just so many beautiful places. You head down to Franklin and Leapers Fork and it's just so beautiful and so lush and green and people are friendly. I love, love, love Southerners. And uh, yeah, I just, I loved everything about it. So it, it really felt like home for me. Awesome. And now uh, growing up, you're saying country's always been kind of in your life and stuff. Is there, how did music come into your life? Was it in your household? Were your parents involved with music at all? No, my parents were not musical. Um, I'm the only musical one in my family. <laughs> so it started off, um, I was always singing. Um, but at four years old, started. Um, I had my first solo at church, and it was kind of an impromptu thing. It was Christmas Eve service, and all the kids were called up, and the pastor said, who can sing the second verse to Elena Manger? And I was, like, jumping up and down, me. <laughs> so in front of about 2,000 people, I sang Away to Manger on microphone, and um from then on, I was four years old. I knew that I loved singing. And I started classical piano when I was eight and uh, started voice lessons as a teenager, started playing guitar kind of as a later teenager, young adult, kind of taught myself guitar. Um, but I took classical piano and classical voice all through school. And then I actually majored in that in college. Um, so in voice and piano performance. Um, so yeah, it just was always a passion of mine. My parents are the ones who got me into country music. Um, they really started getting into it at about, probably when I was about like eight, they started really getting into country. And, um, you know, Shania and Garth and Alan Jackson, Martina, Faith, like all that, Terry Clark, Paul Brandt. And, and, um, and then they had like old rock, like CCR and stuff that I loved and, and got into. And, just really cool because they're the ones who introduced me to it. And I remember I would go to school and like, so into country. Right. And everyone was like, you're a dork. <laughs> it was not cool. And I'm like, I don't care. You know, and I'd wear my like cowgirl boots and dress country because I was around horses and we'd go visit my grandpa on his farm in Saskatchewan every summer. And I, I just always loved the country life. And, uh, I didn't really care. Like I kind of marched to the beat of my own drum and I kind of just, uh, <laughs> <he's> snoring. <laughs> I kind of just, um, you know, did my thing and thought, you know, this is who I am. And I think as you get older too, you kind of get into that place where you're like, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And it's, it's hard in school though. I would not go back to high school. Um, definitely made the true friends of my life since then. But, uh, but, you know, you learn a lot and it grows who you are. Absolutely. I know growing up, I was always like, when I got into the entertainment scene, it was all 90s R&B, you know, the oldies, but goodies, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, that's kind of what I grew up on. And I wasn't like a huge fan of country. Yeah. But then it kind of, this <laughs> country scene took me in. And now it's like one of my favorite genres. That's so cool. And country has really evolved over the years. I mean, it is so crossover now. Like you get the old country, you get the new country, you get the country pop. I mean, there's almost something for everyone just in the genre, I find, yep. which is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. yeah, well, there is that. And then I also like, for me, it was kind of, 
I think just everyone was so welcoming in the country scene where dealing with people in the pop world and that kind of stuff, it just, it wasn't the same. No, I agree. I find, I, I find the country world just friendly, you know, just like family. And it's just, uh, it's really cool. And that's how I find Nashville too. I mean, just, it's like such a big city, but it has a small Mm -hmm. town feel still. That's I hear that a lot. Yeah. And it's just really cool. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, you get some people that are, you know, super competitive and catty, but I think for the most part, um, I just try to surround myself with really genuine people. And I find if someone's not, then I kind of just, you know, steer clear a little bit. Um, but I find most people in the industry are genuine, you know, but you get the odd person like you do anywhere who maybe isn't or isn't as nice or whatever. And then I just kind of stay away, (laughs) but, um, you know, they say you are kind of like who you surround yourself with, um, rubs off. And so I've just always had a really, even in my friendship circle, kind of a small, um, small tight knit circle of friends. Yep. who are just genuine, amazing, positive, you know, genuinely care about each other. And uh, I always say um, quality over quantity. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I always say like my advice to people is always just keep your core people close. Cause yeah. don't awesome. worry about what others are doing. Just concentrate mm-hmm. on you and that's it. Cause yeah. I see so many people in this industry who are like worrying about, what others are doing or how their show is, or mm-hmm. is it better than theirs? Or is it this? Or I mm-hmm. see a lot of it. And it's kind of like, it's like, I'll oh, just worry about yours. Like, don't like, you want me to tell you how your show went? I'll tell you kind yeah. of thing. Exactly. Perfect your show and then just have fun with it. Exactly. Right. And I think, um, you know, comparison steals a lot of joy. And um, I just kind of think like we all have something to bring to the table. We're all unique and different, with different voices, different stories, you know, different life experiences to bring to our songs. And um, I've always been a big believer, like we all have something to bring. It's not a competition, you know? So it's like, be your best person, be your best artist, bring your best show. And uh, yeah, like you said, don't worry about what, everyone else is doing (laughs) just have fun with it yeah that's important absolutely all right um so reading up on you a little bit um you were told that you were never going to be able to perform again because you had throat surgery yes yeah able to tell us about that and kind of what kept you going yeah so that actually happened quite a few years ago it happened when i was um 19. I was just 18 to 19. Um, I had graduated. Um, well, just before I was graduating high school, my doctor found a tumor on my thyroid gland and it was quite big. So they had, they did all these biopsies and stuff. They couldn't tell if it was cancer or not. Um, so they had to remove it. And, um, I already had voice scholarships as a voice major to college. And, you know, so we met with the surgeon and, and he said, Oh yeah, it's, safe. There's like, there's a nerve that runs across the um, thyroid gland that affects the vocal cords, but I'll steer clear of that nerve and, you know, be super careful. And the surgery was like eight hours. It was a long, pretty intense surgery. I was in the hospital for three days and um, came out of the hospital with no voice. Um, 
and didn't even have a whisper at first, nothing. And they said, yeah, it's just swelling. It'll, it'll be back. And, and uh, it's um, after a couple of weeks, still nothing. And they gave me all these different meds, moved from Kelowna BC out to Red Deer, Alberta for college. Uh, started a new college program. At that point, that was about three weeks later, I had a little tiny bit of a whisper, um, but still not much. And here I'm starting as a voice major and everyone's like, the heck, she's so quiet. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I would just smile at people because that's all I could do. And um, so then my vocal co- coach at Red Deer College sent me to a throat specialist in Red Deer. And he put the camera down from my nose you know, down to my throat to check and discovered my right vocal cord was completely paralyzed, uh, not moving at all. And they attach kind of like a V and they move together like a V and the air goes through to create the sound. So my left vocal cord was trying to stretch over, which that's not healthy for that either. Right. And my right vocal cord was just completely paralyzed, no movement at all. So the throat specialist told me right then and there, what was going on. And he said, um, yeah, you're, you'll never talk again. You'll never sing again. And I said, um, in my little whisper that I had, I said, well, is there any kind of therapy, anything I can do, like anything. And he's like, no, once the nerve is severed, it's done. And the the recurrent laryngeal nerve was severed. And uh, he said, it's it's done. And I just said, so all I can do is pray for a miracle. And he looked at me and said, what the hell else can you do? <laughs> he, he, was, he was not the most sensitive. <laughs> I was sitting there just like bawling, you know, just a mess. I was, I was um, 18 years old. And um, so I went back to my place and I remember just like laying in fetal position on the floor, just bawling. And inside I was screaming at God because like I've always had faith. And I was like, why would you give me this gift and the passion and give me a place to live and scholarships, like provide for me to go to college and, and pursue music and then just take it. Like, I just didn't understand. And um, so I was really angry at God at first. And um, my parents came out that weekend from BC and we actually went to my sister's church that weekend. And um, there was a man speaking who'd been healed from cancer. And I just really felt I had some ladies prayed with me after. And I just really felt like this isn't the end. Like God's going to heal you know, my voice. And I have no idea why this is happening. Um, you don't understand things when you're going through things. Right. Um, but I just said, okay, God, I'm going to trust. I'm going to believe I'm going to have hope and faith and just be positive. And, um, you know, this isn't the end. And I went three months without talking and six months without singing. After three months, my speaking voice came back and I went back into the specialist and he walked in and he said, Hey, Alicia, how are you? And I said, good. How are you? And his jaw literally dropped. He was like, "What?" and he like fumbled to get the camera and put it down and looked. And he just could not believe my vocal cord was moving. So the right vocal cord is now moving and um, it was, it was almost in complete full movement again. And he's like, this is crazy. And he said, this doesn't make any sense medically. Like this doesn't happen. And I said, well, I have a strong faith that I've been praying and thousands of people across Canada were praying. People that didn't even know me in like relatives, churches were praying, which to me blew me away. 
um, that people who didn't even know me would pray for me. Mm. And um, he got tears in his eyes and he was like, come back in three months. I want to follow this. So I'm back in three months. And at that point, everything was fully solid. Everything was hundred percent. And he's like, you can start singing again. So it was a crazy six months, you know, um, even when I decided, um, that first weekend to have faith and believe, like, it's not like I was just good then. Like it's, of course I had doubts and, you know, we're human. And, and of course I had fears and doubts and things. And I had said to God, if you're not going to give it back, please take the passion because I can't live with the passion if I can't do it. So if you don't want me doing this, please take the passion. And um, the passion just only grew stronger. And I knew that I knew that there was a reason and that God would heal it. Um, you know, and I didn't know why at the time, but then after I realized, wow, it, it really gave me real faith because I grew up going to church. I grew up singing in church and, but you know, when it's, when it's faith, that's kind of like passed down from your parents and from family, you just kind of, I don't know, like, it, I think it takes going through something to really make it real to each individual, you know? And for me, um, that made it real for me. I was like, okay, I know you're real. I know you're, I know you're out there, God. And I know you're real. And I know that you care and I uh, have a plan. And um, so it's given me a story of hope to share with others. So I do share it whenever I can, because um, you know, regardless if someone believes in God or doesn't or has faith, um, I just think, you know, it's important to have hope, not give up if somebody tells you, tells you no, don't give up, you know, if, if it's something that you're passionate about and that you believe in, um, be positive and have that hope and have that faith. And um, for me, my faith is in God. I realize, you know, other people might not share the same faith and that's totally okay. Um, but for me, you know, I know where my hope comes from and um, it's given me that just passion. I think it's what definitely fuels my passion as an artist because I know what it's like to lose it. Um, so, you know, I don't take it for granted because I'm like, man, I know what it's like to sit there in college and watch all the other singers sing and just be heartbroken that I can, couldn't sing. And um, so ever since then, it's just given me that renewed passion for sure. Crazy. That's, that's unreal how that all that had to, mm-hmm. all that happened. That's wow. That is quite, quite the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, my, um, my favorite like verse from the Bible is Psalms 92, four, I sing for joy at the works of your hands because mm-hmm. <laughs> literally, <laughs> right. Like it's so literal for me. And um, because I wouldn't be able to sing if it wasn't for, for the miracle. Um, so, you know, and I have had a lot of people say like, well, why aren't you a Christian artist? Like, why are you a country artist? And I'm like, you know what God can use, um, use me anywhere. And I don't feel called to just sing Christian. I do write some Christian songs and I do, you know, sing that too, but I feel called to country. Like I've had that passion since I was a little kid and, um, you know, and I just think there's, so many good stories and good things that can be shared in country music as well and fun songs too. And, you know, and, and uh, my band and I perform in bars and all over (laughs) kinds of places. And we love to just have fun and perform, you know, country and classic rock and all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, but, but I do also sometimes 
sing at church. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I think that's fine. And, and, uh, God knows my heart and that's all that matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And so now, okay. So with that being said, you know, you don't do, you're strictly country. Like how would you describe your sound to someone if they've never heard your music before? I don't know. I mean, I play a lot of piano. So some of my songs are very piano driven. Um, I also play guitar. So some of my songs are guitar driven. Um, I'm a lot better on piano. Piano is more my, more my thing, but um, I don't know. I mean, I'd say I'm country, maybe a little crossover. I do have some songs that have like, you know, steel and fiddle and are quite country, like country life. And some of those on my first album, um, and then I have songs that can almost be kind of crossover pop. And even my new song, Let Freedom Reign, is actually a country Christian song. So I released it to country radio and Christian radio. Um, so, you know, and I do have another Christian song, Beautiful For You, that I released back in 2013. So I don't know. I'd say I'm kind of a mix. It's hard to um, hard to say how exactly I would describe it, but kind of a mix of of music. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Mix of both there. Is there, um, what artists inspire you mostly in this industry? There's a lot. So going back to being a kid, like, um, the faith Hill, it matters to me album. Love that Mm. album. Martina Wilde angels album. Shania's, um, well, it wasn't her first album, but it was her first really big album. The woman in me, um, Terry Clark, Paul Brandt, um, oh, there's so many, Dolly, Johnny Cash, there's so many, and I have, like, as you can see, like, I have a record player back there, and I have lots of old records, I've got a Johnny Cash record in right now, <laughs> and, um, you know, I just, I, I love the old country, I love the new country, I'd say for new artists right now, I love Miranda Lambert, I think she's awesome, she's fun, um, my band and I do a lot of her songs just because they're fun to rock out to. And uh, I really love her. I really love Carly Pierce um, for a couple of female artists. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a lot that I look up to Carolyn Don Johnson, Canadian, love her. I got to write with her when I was living in Nashville. She's in- incredible. She is so mm-hmm. kind. Um, we have some mutual friends that, um, I was writing with and that's kind of mm-hmm. how that right came about. And her and I knew each other, um, before that as well, but, um, yeah, there's, there's so many Canadians and Americans that I look up to in this industry. So it's hard to list them all, yep. um, because there's so many for different reasons, right? So absolutely. Do yeah. you have, okay. So here, here's a question for you. Do you have ones that you like specifically for songwriting and then one for just performing. Can you, can you choose one out for each one? That's tough. Um, <laughs> that is tough. <laughs> yeah. Cause a lot of them are both. I mean, okay. So I love Martina McBride's voice. Yeah. She's not doing as much anymore. She's still touring, but she doesn't have as much, you know, like out on the radio and stuff, but she is still touring. Um, actually, Carolyn Don Johnson was just on tour with her, which is cool. Um, I love her voice and she's not really a writer, but she's an incredible, to me, she's got one of the best voices still out there. Um, she's just, she's amazing. 
um, for performing. I love Miranda's shows, um, but I love her songwriting. <laughs> That's fair. You know, like she's, she's the whole package. She's all of it. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I love shows that are really upbeat. I've been to a couple of Shania shows. She puts on an incredible show. I mean, her stage presence is incredible. Um, I also love her songwriting. Um, she just knows how to work the stage and the costume changes and, you know, like hang from the ceiling on a guitar, like on sitting on a guitar case. That one show I saw, like, she's just incredible. Um, Garth Brooks puts on an incredible show. Him and Trisha love them. Um, I really like Eric church. I haven't actually, Oh no, I saw him once live. I saw him live in Austin, Texas, um, a few years back at a, a Willie Nelson picnic, <laughs> which was pretty cool. There was like 20 different artists, um, but he only did a few songs, but uh, I haven't seen like a full concert of his, but he's great. Um, oh, there's so many, like, I can't even, the list can go on. Them all. The list goes on. Like I just, I love so much country that like, it's like, impossible to name it, to list it all. I'll get off of here. And I'll be like, Oh, I forgot to say like so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No, that's perfect. Um, all right. Let's chat about your, your newest single, let freedom ring. Tell us about it and kind of how it all came together. Yeah. So let freedom rain. Um, is just a song that God put on my heart to write and share with the world. And it's a different song for me. Like everything I've been releasing has been country and, um, you know, country love songs, country heartbreak songs, you know, songs about life songs, fun songs, fishing songs. I love to fish. Um, but let freedom rain is like totally different kind of song for me. Um, I just really felt you know, with everything going on with the pandemic, it, it's been hard. It's been hard on everybody in different ways for the last two years. Um, and you and I had talked before, it, you know, it, it brought a lot of division. Um, unfortunately, it, you know, it, it kind of brought people together at the start and then it kind of pushed people apart. And, you know, people have different views on things and, the beautiful thing about freedom is like, that's what freedom is. We have the freedom of speech and freedom to have different views. Um, but I'm always big on just respecting other people's views. And, you know, if someone disagrees, disagree in love, like don't, you know, do it in a hateful way. And I just had it really heavy on my heart that, you know, unity and love and, you know, um, freedom to me is something that I'll always stand up for and fight for, um, freedom of, of choice of what we put in our bodies, freedom of, you know, choice of, you know, Canada was we were built on a free country built on freedom, you know? So I, um, I do take that very seriously. Um, and I do have friends that have come from other countries for a free life and, uh, for freedom and, um, you know, have said, it's a slippery slope. Once you start giving up certain freedoms, it's a very slippery slope because, you know, these people have actually seen it happen where they came from. Um, so I realized there's very strong opinions on both sides. And um, I just had it really heavy on my heart to write something that is, you know, love and unity. And, you know, I stand up for freedom, but like, God help me to love 
you know, others with different opinions and, and to show that love and kindness and just um, realize that we're all in this together. So that's kind of where the song came from. Um, it's, uh, you know, I realized some, some people I, I've had, I've had a mixed reviews on it. I've had some people, you know, love it and thank me for it. And some people I've actually had some um, hate mail <laughs> over social media. Um, and I've just always responded in love. And I'm like, you know, we all have our reasons for standing. I have my reasons for standing up because I know people that um, have had horrible things happen to them on, you know, this side of, the, of, of it. And, um, you know, um, colonies that the government went in and forced, you know, forced vaccinated, which I don't agree with personally. Um, you know, and, and I've had people come to me with their stories crying, you know, and people that I barely know come to me with their stories, you know, and so, and even stories of mental health and what it's done and there's just so much. And so, um, you know, I realize it's a, it's a tough subject, but I wouldn't say the song is like really on either side. The song is just about you know, ultimately it's about for me, like freedom in Christ and like where true freedom comes from. Um, and that God is still in control because there's been a lot of fear out there. And I just have always said, you know what, God's still in control. The governments aren't ultimately God's still in control. And, um, so anyway, sorry, that was kind of a long explanation, but, um, it's a, a song that just God put on my heart. And there's actually some like verses from the Bible in there, which I've never done before. And it was just the craziest writing experience, how I would like wake up in the night with <laughs> lyrics and stuff and grab my guitar and wrote it on guitar. And um, just kind of cool how it all came about with studio. I recorded at MCC in Calgary with Johnny Gasparic and he's awesome. Um, so talented and such a great guy. And uh, he it's funny. I had a couple musicians in mind. I wanted to play on it. And then he calls me up. He's like, yeah, I booked the musicians. It was exactly who I wanted. I'm like, that's awesome. And so I had a Ben Bradley on drums. Who's great. He's a friend of mine and he's like one of the best. Right. And such a great guy. And, uh, and then I had Chris Byrne from the road hammers on bass and also great guy, fantastic bass player. Um, yeah. And these guys just all have such great hearts and, and so great to work with. And, you know, they really um, appreciated the song and the message in the song and uh, Johnny and Dave at MCC as well appreciated it. And they were just really supportive and encouraging. And um, Johnny and I co-produced on it. I had a lot of ideas, um, kind of knew what I wanted the song to, the shape of the song and heavy drums and heavy on the toms. And I knew like, you know, where I wanted the music to cut out and just drums and vocals and and then I did the piano in the studio and it was just a great experience. So um, released to Christian and country radio. And so far the response has actually been pretty good. And I realized there's some stations that won't play it just because of kind of the title and um, that's okay. Um, you know, whoever's supposed to hear it well and the stations that have played it, I'm very, very grateful for. And um, yeah. And I just believe that um, like, God gave me the song, so he's got a purpose for it. I don't totally know what that is yet, but, you know, I'm hoping that it brings encouragement to people. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and Johnny and Dave, man, those guys are great. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. 
they're they're amazing. I've been there a few times, done some video stuff there, and cool. They're a blast every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then going to that hate mail and stuff. Everyone's always got something to say, right? I know we're talking early, you know, just <laughs> yeah, with what you believe in and do your thing, right? Like it's exactly. believe in something, run with it. That's how I look at it. Me too. And I just think, you know, like I said, we all have a reason for standing up for certain things yeah. and it's really for nobody else to judge because, you know, I haven't walked in somebody else's shoes. They haven't walked in my shoes. You know, we've all gone through different things in life and we all have our reasons for standing up for something. And I just always respect other people's opinions and reasons. And I'm like, you know what, we all have a story and it, and I think it's just so important, um, you know, just to show love and kindness to both. If you want to say sides of something, sure. you know, show like there shouldn't be sides, you know, show love and kindness and, and unity. And, um, I'm just really big on that. So, yeah. yeah, I, again, I responded in love to the hate mail, um, because that's just who I am. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to respond with mean words back. <laughs> I'm just going to respond with love and, you know, um, you know, maybe say a couple of things and might get them thinking like, Oh yeah, you know, there's, everyone has their reason for yep. believing something and, you know, standing with something, but, um, yeah. Killing yeah. The studio was fun. I took this little guy and um, they love him there. So Johnny and Johnny, their buddies, <laughs> well, cash, right. Johnny cash. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. We had a little Johnny and cash reunion. Nice. And, uh, cash got to come to studio on the last day and hang out. He is so tired right now. <laughs> he's like he's snoring. He's, <laughs> he's just a hot mess. This guy. He's living his best life. He is. He really is. He's pretty spoiled. <laughs> eyes he just keeps closing them. Yeah, he's like, as long as I'm with mom, I'm happy, right? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, do you have do you have plans for a music video for your single? I I've thought about it. I don't know yet. Um, I'd like to maybe do something. I don't know exactly what it looks like yet, though. And so, possibly this summer, because I do, you know, I have a few ideas, but then I'm like, I don't know. And I did do a music video for my household song, which was really cool with Randy Rich Films here in Red Deer and Sorrento Custom Homes, and um, also one for my One Wish Christmas song. And I love doing music videos. I mean, so much fun. So, I definitely would like to, but we'll just see what happens. Um, again, like I have different ideas, and I don't really know. Um, what the right approach yet is to a video for this one. Sure. So, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. You, gotta, you know, you got to find out, got to see what, got to give the people, you know, what, what to expect. Right? Exactly. And you do great music videos. So, um, yeah. They're not bad. I appreciate that. They're, uh, I, I do enjoy doing them. I actually really enjoy doing like the acoustic videos. Oh yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. Like the one shots and the, you know that kind of stuff even if it is you know kind of music video style but it's right. like more like live yeah that's pretty cool that's the, I, that's the stuff i really enjoy i yeah. love doing that stuff so nice yeah it's a good time and then of course yeah the recap videos i do a bunch of those so yeah for sure good time <laughs> um okay well 
Last thing, Alicia, um, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, and then my music is all on Spotify and Apple and all the online platforms. So I always tell people reach out, connect with me. I love to connect with fans and friends and, and, uh, yeah, it's, I try to be on there as much as possible. Sometimes I take little breaks or I'll get out camping this summer. And usually when I go camping, I try to like put the phone away, <laughs> you know, and really just be out in nature and stuff. But, uh, I, I love to be on there. I love to connect with people. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, go grab her newest single, Let Freedom Reign. And Alicia, thanks for chatting today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cody. This was fun. And uh, Cash says thank you, too. I can't forget you, Cash. Then you can really see him. He's kind of dark when he's back there. And his eyes are always closed. His eyes are closed. He's like so tired. He's so tired today. All right. Well, uh, yeah, keep in touch. We'll talk soon. And uh, I'm sure I'll bump in you at some point here. Absolutely. Sounds good. Thanks so much. All right. Take care.